Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of All Things Thor, Becoming an Imagineer, Part 9. Q's here with me. He's excited to hear this week's episode, and I know you are too. So I'm going to hand things over to Tom, let him continue his tale of working on Journey to the Center of the Earth at Tokyo Disney Sea, and hopefully share some more insight into the process of creating an e-ticket theme park attraction. So without further ado, once again, here's Tom with episode nine of Becoming an Imagineer. Well, welcome back. As they say in our last episode, <laughs> I, uh, I left you kind of with a little cliffhanger there, I guess. Um, and, well, quite frankly, it was sort of a cliffhanger for me, too, when it happened in real life. You know, I want to I remind everybody again that what I'm doing here is being... I'm I'm doing what I would do if I were, let's say, going to a therapist and I was laying on a couch and I was recollecting exactly what I um, experienced without, even without trying to be be judgmental or anything like that, just just what what I experienced and, and, and how I processed or try or tried to analyze what was going on at the time i mean we all do that with with life right you know sometimes um we don't we we don't know what's about to happen or when things happen we don't know how to uh um, perceive it and uh, but in this case what i'm i'm kind of doing with this series is just telling you my perceptions not even, I guess my opinions but my opinions meaning as I experienced it and with no other agenda whatsoever I don't want to um, make anybody look bad uh, or good or to the point of overemphasizing one person over another that I've worked with over the years uh, I may here and there, express a favorite person or so of mine who is inspirational but for the most part I just want to tell you what I experienced and um, just so if you're ever thinking about similar situations in your life similar careers um, maybe even relationships or um, or if you ever wanted to become an imaginaire uh, this is what I experienced and it may or may not have anything to do with how things are now uh, at at the company or or just the way life is in general now the world has changed right so back to where we were where we left off um i uh Again, until this point, my in my career and my in my time in Imagineering, I, I was pretty much in bliss. 
and nobody had ever said stop doing what you're doing you know you're just I mean I just kept getting the the wave the wave of the flag you know um, like you're in a race and you're going around on laps and the and they just keep going yeah keep going yeah you're you second lap it's great third lap's great go 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 and um, I was getting really attached to this team and uh, and 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 couldn't wait to get to work every day um, I used to lay awake at night uh, thinking and going through the ride in my mind until as they say and I repeat, until I got my first taste of getting my hands slapped hard <laughs> by the big white glove of what I would discover was a political faux pas at WDI that I had committed. And now, uh, again, nobody had educated me as... Um, Otherwise, I was just being as good as I could be. I was just, I was just obsessed with making the, the greatest e-ticket attraction ever seen. And I was highly honored to be asked to do this and then excited. But I did something that was very frowned upon. Um, I used a talent that was ex kind of a exclusive claim of practice of another department that I didn't realize was the case. I I sculpted. <laughs> I sculpted. I say that in shame. And well, you know, I did it well. I, I was able to sculpt well. And uh, people told me that. And that's why they, that's one of the things I thought would be embraced, you know? I mean, here I am, a guy who's doing drawings, um, paintings that are that are um, being used in the press for early releases of, of what this attraction was going to be like. I was doing paintings and drawings to describe the scenes. I was working on elevations. Or, uh, I was, you know designing characters, um, suggesting animations for the characters. I, I, I thought I was doing anything anyone could define as an imagineer, or at least what I thought that meant, you know? Especially, I kept thinking that Walt would probably have been pretty proud of me. And um, I think he would have been pretty proud of me think he would have come in and looked at what I was doing and maybe patted me on the back, maybe raised his eyebrow at a few things and said, well, I, you know what? I, I think maybe if you tried this or you did this, you know, that's fine. I, I would have loved that. But this is what I thought I was doing. But so I, I, it ends up, um, that, uh, <laughs> I made this big faux pas called sculpting. And um, I, I don't even know how to kind of um, 
explain it as as fully how it uh, um, affected me because it was such a shock, you know. Um, again, like I, I told you about the party analogy in the last one, but it's like uh, it's like so it's, it's like being a kid and 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 uh, you're 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 playing and 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 your mom comes up and slaps you in the face and you can't figure out what the hell you did wrong, you know and. She tells you later, well, you, I told you not to, you know, uh, I told you not to play that close to grandpa's workshop, you know, before, and you did it, and, you know, so here you go. Um, it just kind of catches you off guard. So, um, I, uh, um, I I I I, uh, I start um, asking around, you know, um, and um, it didn't take long um, before I, you know, I kept saying, you know, I, I I heard there was this murmur, you know, in the team that um, by by one or two of you know of the project managers that. There was a little uh, um, a little problem here, and and that there was a department that was not very pleased with my um, my activities, and I and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And they, and uh, they said, well, you know, the, the monster sculpture and the, the lava monster. And I go, well, I thought everyone loved it. You know, I I thought. I thought it was getting really well received, received, you know, and what, and, 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 uh, this particular person who was one, who was the, again, the vice president or lead of the, uh, of this project said, well, yeah, I, I, I fully agree about that part of it, but someone from another apartment has complained about you. Uh, and that they felt that you were overstepping your bounds and doing that. I go, well, what are you talking about? Well, what what do you mean? And uh, it, it was like, well, it's 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 kind of a unsaid rule, I guess. But this this other uh, manager of this other department is um, is just is upset and has gone to. To um, you know, the president of Imagineering and uh, just kind of pissed off about you and and what you what you did and that you went ahead and sculpted something and you know weren't given permission to sculpt and uh, and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell are these people talking about? You know, I would think they would be absolutely thrilled that as a communicator of creative intent and as the designer and storyteller of this ride, that I was able to communicate so clearly to everybody and be so clear on my intentions and and ask for feedback and encourage, you know, interaction and, and that other disciplines could come in and look at what I was doing and say, hey, yeah, you know, an engineer could come in and say, hey, uh, that that's great. But if you change this and that and that, it would be even easier to be able to 
um, engineer that so that we could support the weight of this appendage or the way you've got this creature curved and everything, uh, you know, that's going to be a lot of stress on, on certain areas. And if you would just, if, if you could change this and find a way to make this work, you know, I, I wanted all that to happen. That's what I thought should happen. That's what I thought my job was. And, the, and, um, but so it turns out that, um, I, uh, I get, uh, I get the, the actual, um, clear definition of what I did wrong. And that was that, um, uh, the manager of this other department said, you know, that's definitely, um, not your job, um, you know, we're, we're, we're the sculpting department. We're the three, we do three dimensional models and things like that. And that's our job, not your job. You know, you, you do all the design and drawing and arm waving you want to do, but, but when it comes to that, you know, the sculpting that that's us, that's the, you know, uh, that's not for you to do. And I thought at first I was kind of pissed off. Of course, I was upset, and I couldn't understand this at all, why no one was standing up for me on the team that was, you know, as far as the team manager wasn't saying, oh, wait, wait a second, you know, he can sculpt, so why shouldn't he be sculpting? He's the art director on this project and the show designer on this project and the concept designer on this project. We asked him to come up with his vision of this, so what's the problem? But he wouldn't do that um and uh the next thing i know um i get the letter <laughs> from the president of imagineering and it wasn't a letter that was written specifically to me in other words it didn't say you know Dear Tom, you know, it's been brought to my attention that this and that is happening. What the president did in this case was this mysterious letter that went to all the team members on the team that said, uh, there's been an incident that I would like to bring to attention. And, and as a reminder to you all that when it comes to, you know, representation in in 3D uh, sculpture and 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 things coming out of the design intent of this project, that there is a specific department who has the responsibility to do that, and that you are not authorized to, you know, be doing their job uh, um, as you're creatively de designing and developing this project. Uh, you know, uh, I'd appreciate it if you would, uh, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I, uh, of course, but, you know, um, you know, something to the effect of I'd appreciate it if everyone would uh, respect this request and no longer be doing, you know, these 3D, <laughs> no matter how capable you are, um, uh, these uh, three-dimensional design um, uh, guides. 
and let the department do their job. So he stood up for that person that, that headed up the sculpting department and or backed them at least. And for some reason, I still to this day don't understand why. There was no logical reason in my mind why, except that the person just didn't like people messing with their turf. You know, they wanted to be the one and only person who took things to three-dimensional just, uh, you know, manifestation. And, and I pissed them off. So it was what was particularly uh, degrading, I remember, is that my model was then kind of taken um, from me, my, my creature, and brought to the other part of the building where the uh, sculpture department was, 3D design department. And they went so far as to the team went so far as to set up a meeting where I could go in there and and, and and talk to everybody, talk to them about what my design intent was. But they took my model and they just stuck it aside on a table and they had a sculptor there, one of their lead sculptors, look at it and completely re-sculpt everything that I had done from the ground up in their own clay and with their own hands and uh, make some minor little teeny changes, ones that I didn't even like, uh, that I thought took away from the character a little bit that I had intended. But they did just enough pissing on it that, um, you know, they could now claim they sculpted the three-dimensional maquette, as they call it, which is the smaller version of what would eventually be measured and built to a full size. And, uh, and you know, and I, I remember seeing a few days later, my, my whole model was just kind of shoved up on a shelf up in a corner somewhere. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was really hard to take. I mean, it really, it, it hurt my feelings. It, it uh, it was humiliating, you know, that I that I had done something that I couldn't understand was wrong in their eyes, and that and um, um, you know, I like people to like me, like we all do, you know, and so now I've I've made uh, potentially an enemy in another department because I I over overstepped my bounds of capability that. Uh, and uh, I felt like I was uh, um, being accused of being a uh, arrogant, you know, show off um, because I sculpted something, and, and that wasn't really commonplace for one guy to be doing all these different things. So, so um, I went and uh, you know had to let it all just happen and uh, I remember that evening you know Imagineering is in Glendale um, and um, I don't know what time of year it was but I remember the uh, that old familiar kind of semi-smoggy salmon colored um, 
horizon, you know, when when I when you'd walk out into the back parking lot of the Mapo building at at the D- Walt Disney uh, Imagineering uh, facility, and um, you know it was, it was getting to be close to dusk and uh, t- getting ready to time to go home, and um, I remember how uh, how sad I felt. I I remember I remembered that um, thing I told you earlier. Remember when I was talking about Lee Thomas, um, my friend, Madame Leota, and when I worked for a short time with her uh, at Disney stores, and and she and I were not too far away from there in a building just next next. Uh, town over in Burbank and it was the same kind of sky it was that salmon colored sky of, of, of the smoggy Los Angeles uh, sunset you know that, that was beautiful yet apocalyptic at the same time and and I for a mo- I can remember for a flash of a moment remembering you know Lee and I talking and 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 that whole thing where Lee always told me that she told me that story about her always after Walt Disney had passed away how she would say in her mind I wonder if Walt would have approved of what I'm doing right now and if he had looked at this certain thing I was working on and say hey good job Lee like he always used to say to me and pat me on the bat you know good job and I remember feeling very ashamed as I went to my car with my remaining clay that I had in my office that I knew I wasn't going to be using again <laughs> anymore. And um, threw the clay in my trunk and uh, remembered that little momentary thing. And I thought to myself, um, well, Walt, I hope, I hope you liked what I did. Uh, I did my best. And things didn't work out like I, I guess I planned, but um, I can say I did my best. And the creature doesn't look that far off at all from what I originally designed. Um, wasn't a, it was um, certainly had changed, but uh, it was conceived by me, you know, whether it had plastic surgery a little bit here and there or not. Uh, I conceived it, and it was going to be part of Disney history, and I was proud of that. And uh, so, got in my car, aimed my car towards the the uh, security gate, and got got out of the facility, and hopped on the five freeway, and headed towards that amber sunset. <laughs> And as I walked to my car, I kind of felt like, well, I think this this first experience uh, tore a little hole in my pocket and that was so full of pixie dust um, for so long, so far. And I could almost kind of imagine a little, a little trail of pixie dust uh, being left behind me you know, <laughs> escaping through this little hole in my pocket. And uh, I learned a lesson. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I learned a lesson. And as Forrest Gump always said, that's all I have to say about that. More to come. All kinds of exciting things. All kinds of real stories about this this whole experience. But uh, I leave you with that at this episode. And uh, I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're you're feeling the realities and yet the magic all at the same time. Because again, I want to say. Uh, my experience as an Imagineer was almost a condensed version of life itself. You know, you get really excited about things. You get excited about relationships that don't always go the way you want them to. You get excited about things. You, you, you get uh, things that happen in life that, that hit you like a baseball bat in the back of the head that you have to recover from. And, you know, the, 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 the biggest thing I had learned from the beginning um, about this business, that business, was that <clears throat> as a designer, and especially my job that's supposed to come up with, I'm supposed to be the one that's, you know, gets a blank piece of paper and has to suddenly get so excited about it that whatever I put on that piece of paper is going to be infectious and get every everyone else excited about it. And um, if you have a disappointing experience, you know, um, and you let it ruminate with you, um, you're not going to be able to make magic when you get up in the morning and go to work the next day. You just have to you have to let it go. And so I learned. I was starting to learn finally after. I don't know how many I'd probably been in the in the business about ten years by then. Um, that uh, you keep going, you know, and because uh, that's what you do, you make magic for all the world who can't. See you next episode. Don't, you know, yeah, I guess you don't realize, you know, the only person allowed to hold a drink in their left hand is either the host of this party or their direct family and close associates. Otherwise, you never hold a drink in your left hand and you're going, WTF, you know, I mean, I didn't know, I still don't understand why, but. Uh, I guess so. And then, you know, and they take the drink out of your hand and they take it away. And you're standing there and you don't know whether to go home or just hang hang your head down and try to mosey through the rest of the night uh, in shame. And it's ex it felt exactly like that. Like I'd done something. I couldn't figure out what I did. <clears throat> well... <laughs> Turns out, um, I had 
unknowingly um, done a faux pas. Um, and the faux pas was, should I say, uh, doing more than I, being capable of doing more than I should have displayed. Um, have you ever heard, even though it's not a union, it wasn't a union, it was Disney that I know of, Imagineering, but, you know, have you ever heard those stories? Um, this was my, this again, this is my personal opinion. Um, you, know, you know, stories about people who, who work for unions where if they're doing too much, you know, on the job or getting too much done or able to do too many things and they, and they just go about their job and they, they want to do a great job and make something as good as they can. And, and then they get pulled aside all of a sudden and by a, you know, they're relatively new and they get pulled aside by, you know, one of the older workers and, and above the union who says, Hey dude, slow down, you know, your union, you know, you don't, don't, you don't, why were you nailing up the drywall? You're not supposed to do that. That's not your job. And why, why did you, you know, why did you sweep up the floor in, in so-and-so's room? You know, that's, that's not your job. And you're like, well, it just needed to be done. And I'm trying to, you know, and they interrupt you and just say, you know, no, you, you know, you, you do just this so much, do what you were, do this. And uh, a certain amount of what, was expected here and don't do any more. Uh, you know, you're, you're not supposed to, you know, it makes everyone else look bad or it, or it, um, or you're being boastful in, in your capabilities. You know, you're, you're being arrogant that you're able, you know, that you're doing all these things that you're not supposed to be able to be able to do. Um, and, then, you know, essentially that's what people, I felt some people were telling me and, and some of my closer friends there kind of told me that when I started to share this story with them, um, the, my closer friends that had been at imagining for at least five years kind of chuckled and agree, agreed with, or, or not agreed with, but started to tell me in so many words that my suspicions were not totally off. So now I'm going to conclude this episode. There'll be another one coming up right right away. Not going to be as long of a wait because I'm about to record the second half. So these might be released um, very close together. They will be. And you'll find out now what I meant by this and, <clears throat> and what happened to me. <laughs> We'll see you in the next episode.